Welcome back to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge. Today, David Morrison and I sit down with Greg Steele and we explore the topic of community, um, the importance of having uh, different uh, personalities, different ways of looking at life, um, different ways of interacting with life when coming together in community and and sort of honoring those differences and also having uh, similar principles or um, northern stars that we follow when coming together. But before we get into that, thank you to Diego at Recording Moving Studios. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Uh, The drums you hear in the background are monk drums, so thank you Jacob Nedia. Uh, if you want to learn more about Desert Rain Community, check out theruined.com. Also, if you want to hear more episodes of Desert Rain Community Radio, drcrpod.com. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Uh, word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio. Good morning, gentlemen. Good day, sir. Good morning. Actually, I guess it's afternoon. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> the afternoon. <laughs> one of those things. One of those Saturday time frames. Sleep in morning. So. Exactly. Uh, I'm here with Greg Steele. How are you? Doing well. Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, good to see you too. Love uh, you guys. David. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm a little tired, but I'm. I'm good. A little sleepy, but good. <laughs> I've been irresponsible with my late night hours. <laughs> the uh, keeping late nights. Yeah. The monk. The I'm, monk late nights. I try to be a morning person all my life. Not going to happen at this yeah. point. I've kind of reserved myself to a similar thing. But uh, what brings us here today? We've had a. I think this is our third or fourth uh, three-person conversation, and what we want to focus on today so so i guess is originally as an outsider coming into desert rain and the early stages of getting to know you all it, it's uh it was always very remarkable how different greg and david were as far as just personality type tall and short <laughs> <laughs> physically <laughs> um and i and i and now having lived here for a few years and realizing that on a certain level, that's the lifeblood of Desert Rain is the um, diversity of opinions, diversity of uh, how we engage life and the diversity of um, even just, I, I guess, problem solving, maybe. I don't I don't know. But so I don't, maybe I'll start start with you, Greg, and, and kind of um, what sort of as a big picture overview, kind of how you see why those differences have been so important in the evolution of Desert Rain. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, to start out, it, it felt like we all had a very common type of thing. We all wanted to focus on prayer, focus on Mm -hmm. worship, uh, focus. And those things stay stay the same. They're very, you know, they were, they were the themes that made us crazy enough to go try this thing, to live in the desert together, to, 
you know, to work towards it. But And what brought you together in the first place? You know, just we loved, you know, I first met David when I was in my teenage years and I went to a prayer meeting and the goal of the two hour Thursday night for a high school kid was to, to pray and be with, with God, to, to, Mm. to, to be, uh, to be his, to show up. We would worship, uh, with like guitars. It was usually like a, just a unplugged kind of session where you would just take time at, you know, you would just work on your spiritual self. You would be with, with Jesus. And that was, uh, has always been a passionate part of me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I come across as a business guy, a pragmatic guy, like here's the plans A, B, and C to get this done. But that's always, since I was a teenager, uh, a core of my life is that I want to be long to him. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. I don't need the business. I don't need money to, I, I just want to be long to him. And that was, uh, one of the things that drew me because we were, uh, you know, why would a, t- you know, a teenager want to come to a prayer meeting? I mean, there was girls at the prayer meeting. So <laughs> Obviously. But the was, lights were dim. But yeah. yeah so you <laughs> Nobody could make eye contact. That's right. Because so. <laughs> you could see angels better. Yeah. So the, so the differences that were, that became apparent though, is, I mean, he, you know, David was an English teacher. I was, uh, you know, as we grew and and went into our professional life, I was a software developer, Mm -hmm. you know, very solve things, process, you know, do those types of things. And, and uh, it became, you know, it became apparent. I mean, we'd see a lot of the world differently, but it was also, we had, we always had that core of, we wanted to belong to Christ. Sort of that North star to guide you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, so David, I guess on that, you know, similar note, just the differences, you know, the differences within the community that you've observed over the years um, during, you know, during the growth or whatever, you know, whatever the sustenance of Desert Rain. You mean? Uh, just on a big level, I, like how you've witnessed it. Oh, how it. it happened, you mean? Or how did... No, I mean... Or- not even, not even necessarily. I mean, we can start there, but just sort of, you know, how it's how it's been a part of the community. Yeah, okay. Um, or you know, over the last twenty years. Yeah, I think, I think we accident. I think it was an accidental. Ah, what's wrong with me? It was an accidental stumbling onto this idea of diversity. Mm. You know, and, and like Greg was saying, I, I'm more. Uh, not so much now, but back then for sure, much more idealistic. And he was pragmatic. Mm. I was more uh, philosophical, and, he's, and and he was process oriented, and uh, which ended up serving me very well because the, the treating theology and the things of God as a process that was a, a big shift for my life. So so we were so in those early meetings of planning. You know, we were using monastic models, and monastic models tend to be uh, conformist. Everyone is conforming to a mm. way of life, conforming to a set of ideals, conforming to a set of values. And we kind of, it was in the conversation where we decided to go with diversity. We didn't really think that we were that smart. Mm-hmm. We just, it was kind of like a card that we chose. Like, oh, uh, yeah, we like diversity better. It, was, it really was accidental. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and I wrote out the 
the philosophical part, uh, you know, I think I put on our, it's probably still there, diversity and unity. Um, but we're going to emphasize diversity. And so when we took, uh, we took monastic vows mm -hmm. before we even came out mm -hmm. here. So instead of everyone taking the same dictated vows, everyone took a, a discernment period and did customized personal vows mm. of what their monastic expression was going to look like. So I think, I think we stumbled onto that kind of accidentally, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of it was as you, you know, as we were pursuing it, we realized, Hey, this is an opportunity to be mad at each other and separate because there's differences or say, you know what, those differences at first, probably it was probably a journey. Like at yeah. first it was like, okay, I can tolerate yeah, yeah, there are differences, can, mm -hmm. but then after 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 staying in that space, and maybe that's where you start. I'm not sure that anybody's spiritual enough to just say, <laughs> "Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, these differences no. uh, of you know living in the same space." You know, because we yeah. you know to start with, we didn't have an you know we we had very few buildings, yeah. so you know we had started with one, and that wasn't a uh, you know. It didn't start as like, hey, that's this is the most fun part. You know, this diversity yeah. is the most fun part. You know, it's actually was a pain in the butt because yeah, it was painful. You know, we got up early, you guys stayed up late. You know, our yeah. children raising differences. I mean, you, most people can tolerate differences in people, but when you mess yeah. with children, oh yeah, it's... and you make a comment and say, hey, you know, maybe your child could do this slightly yeah. differently because it's creating some challenges for our family. I mean, yeah. then it's you know, then you take it personally, and it's you have to. Yeah to process that. And, and that was a big deal mm -hmm. to, to work. So we, I think it was, we started with tolerance. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I love them enough to put up with this difference that we don't agree yeah. on. And then later it started becoming, wow, this is actually a beautiful thing. I'm better mm -hmm. because of this. Yeah. And, and my world, cause, cause you start, you start real analyzing things that you never would have analyzed. You'd just be like, no, this is the way to raise kids. This is actually the way God said to raise kids. <laughs> and you know, and that's just, uh, wait, no one's ever said that before. You know, you, <laughs> have you ever been doing you a totally evangelical say that in bookstore? Your, <laughs> you totally say that in your heart. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're not saying it out loud, but in your heart, you're like yeah. we're choosing, we're doing it right. They're doing it wrong. Yeah. And they'll, maybe they'll come around and it starts with that level of like, I'll tolerate that. But then you start seeing, you know what? After some hard knocks, you realize, hey, this is, it's tough to be a parent. Yeah. And there actually is a wide margin of how to do that. And then you start seeing that in other spaces. And then you, mm. can, and then you can get into finally this place where you actually start appreciating and loving people mm -hmm. for their differences yeah. that they're not. And you don't have, they don't have to be like you. You don't have to be like them, but you can actually love the difference. And, but it's a journey. I think the common, <laughs> you know, we had common goals too. So there, so even in times in that process where we were in, even in deep conflict at times, uh, if there was a mission, like we, we practiced hospitality mm. very actively. And so we were, we were like the A team. We would just snap to it and just, and <laughs> yeah. so in that serving of people and yeah. engaging in hospitality and see how well we worked and cooperated doing that it kind of took a lot of pressure off those other things i think yeah. at least for us i mean and that was one of the things that popped out to me when i first was introduced to desert rain and, and you all was the hospitality aspect of it 
Like there was, for me, there was always like, okay, what's the angle? Like I was, I was always a little bit skeptical. Like what's the angle here? Yeah. And it's what, seven, eight years later. And it's like, the angle's still on. It's like, where, wait, you guys, okay, what, where's it at? And um, I remember that the first three or four interactions, maybe not with you guys individually, but just with Desert Rain as a whole, uh, that hospitality aspect really like, you know, hit, hit to the heart for me anyways. Yeah, and it was a monastic ideal, mm-hmm. but like, but the steels more pragmatic, so they were really good at it, and were able to get the skills of it. Mm-hmm. And we're, I mean, we're tired now. We're old and tired now, so we're not as because I mean, you know, we used to have groups and individuals like almost every weekend in the early days, and you know, so yeah. there's another family out there, or somebody in the future that wants to do something like that right yeah. we'll, we'll support well, you covid's covid's shift yeah and covid kind of shut us down that's, right? yeah that's yeah. yeah that's what been two years in the making i mean yeah just a whole but COVID to be honest thing. that's even a, speaks to the differences as well i mean mm. there's you know uh, if if one family is very sensitive to the safety of that maybe another family it's not as mm-hmm. big of a deal so it's true yeah. Yeah. you know it's that passing of the baton for the season because there's been seasons yeah. where you know they're just for whatever reason, maybe, you know, a business uh, season is making it really difficult and someone comes, you know, and needs ministering to or needs loving. Mm -hmm. And they would, uh, you know, we would just look to the family that was the healthiest and had the most time. And, you know, it was a pragmatic kind of thing, but that's a beautiful thing. Right. The differences, you know, you might have a family that's got a lot of kids and another family that's just got one kid or, Mm -hmm. you know, right now we're, we're both in the zone where our families have mostly grown. So we're not taking care of little kids, but we have other families that are taking care of little kids and different families sync with, you know, somebody who has a little kid, the kids can play together and yeah, you, can, right. you can hang out. And that's actually a great way to love. Whereas it's more difficult for, is for, for someone else. So it's a, it's a, you know, and we didn't start with that brilliant plan. It's just, we noticed yeah. we're like, wow, we can celebrate and be, excited about the differences yeah i think um to just to back up a little bit but i'm interested to know you know you guys talked about like early on it was it was like sort of a tolerating type of place Mm -hmm. and then you had to sort of go through you didn't use this word but what i heard was sort of conflict resolution yeah and seeing the different ways to to conflict um to enter that space of conflict in a uh, respectful way, I, yeah. I guess would be a, a yeah. one way to put it in. So maybe you could give a little, maybe you don't need to like details as far as like the specific conflicts, but like, how do you, how do you, that's not easy to walk through into or through conflict. So what, what are some of the things you guys have learned in community around, uh, we don't even have to use the word healthy, right? But just, Adult-like conflict resolution. Well, I could give one real good example that's been wonderful for me. I mean, this has made my life so much, uh, so much more diverse and 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 just better. I mean, I I know I'm a more multi-fascist person. I have, You're a fascist? I'm a fascist. <laughs> oh my God. We're amongst fascists. That wasn't people. the greatest of improvements, but you know, we worked through it. No, no he's like, I having, a having multi dimensions, you know, not just being so single, 
yeah. focused. It's dull. I like I would never study if it was up to me. I would never go study the the, the monastic life of people hundreds of years ago or thousands right. of years ago. Mm, right. uh, that wasn't something. But when he brought up these communities that were living in together and they would come together and pray daily. And he, he so he mined that out because he's got that historical learn, study kind of heart. And normally, so if I just took my initial reaction, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is boring. How does it react <laughs> right now? How do, what do I, how do I apply this? Why do I need it? Why do I need 2000? Because the, the clock is ticking. I need yeah. to do this thing next. But I, I tolerated it. That was kind of the pattern. I tolerated. I was like, well, just be quiet, listen, and then, you know, go another week, another week, listen. And then eventually I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a way of life mm. that we can pull in to this crazy modern Kwanaskazi life. And uh, you can still accomplish things, but you can be way more at peace about it. And that's mm -hmm. what I, I needed that because I was under a, you know, I would always sign up for a ton of stuff and I didn't have a place to go. So they, so, so seeing that model and he, so he found those ideas mm -hmm. and then, you know, and we found a way to translate it into like, okay, so for us, maybe that's uh, praying in the evening, uh, in somebody's house mm -hmm. uh, right. while our kids are playing with, you know, I mean, we translated it to a modern pattern that we tried and, you know, we would play a guitar and, and then we realized you don't have to do that. I mean, depending on if you had a guitar and then I think everything we did involved eating in our early of course yeah. still does. Yeah. Eating is eating's critical. Yeah. So, so, you know, so we found that place, but just, just knowing, just more veggies could, now. And we had talked about the idea of like, you know, for me, it was like having a, like, why should we buy the church of VCR? Why don't we just share the VCR from the family? Mm. And because every and, family already had a VCR. Yeah. Right. Or what? And then we, and then we started looking that started in, in, in those ideas of looking at things in the, you know, the Bruderhof back in Germany, these, these communities that yeah. would Moravian. come together and they would live together. And we just started seeing the value of, if you don't have enough to buy everything separately, uh, is there another way to do things? Mm. So we started realizing, Hey, there is, you could share, you know, if you're not paying for a separate building, if you're living in the building, you're better using the space, you're better using the sound equipment, you're better using the technology stuff. And it just, you know, you could have a pond that f five families could enjoy and visitors could enjoy. You could actually make a really nice pretty pond with koi fish and, and it's not just overwhelming one family to take care of it because it's their koi pond, their fish. So that concept, I mean, it, I, I would say David kind of found that concept of sharing and then we and then and then for me it started clicking when I started seeing hey we have that today yeah I think in the same so while he's going through the tolerance process I'm going through the uh not being so rigid because mm, like a word, so like a word like monastic was no I'm not going to surrender that word that's a important word you know that's where I was in my mid-30s and 40s and that's you know, uh, there's other other phrases that, you know that are that would be, would have been foreign to most people but for some reason they were i was very uh like you had the death grip like yeah we yeah, got we sure. got to do yeah. this whereas now you know uh, much more open-handed with it and mm. you know it's just like i said process 
apply to uh, my idealism. And so it's not rigid anymore. The process is the philosophy now. So process theology, process thinking, process everything, you know. Right. Well, and well, like we were talking just the other day, how human beings love to hear the same thing. There's oh, yeah, like, yeah. That was we were talking about. Point. We were talking about in, this, in the music industry, there's yeah. actually software that can... <laughs> Yeah, pretty accurately rate whether a song is going to be popular or not because there's patterns that humans love to hear the same thing. Mm -hmm. So in so you know translate that into spiritual things in um, you know teaching, uh, you know just sharing on a Sunday morning. If you share things that are very commonly shared, people will be like, "Yes, I feel comfortable because I've heard Mm -hmm. that," and and you're saying something that I can. In fact, I can finish your sentence. Um, Cause that, and that yeah. makes you feel kind of good. So I, so I found that I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I don't, I haven't heard that before. I don't know if I'm comfortable. This is frustrating me. I need to think about this, but then realizing, Oh my gosh, there's a lot of things that are absolutely worth thinking about uh, because you don't know it all. And, uh, and that was a beautiful process for yeah. me. That was where I kind of started breaking down. It's like, you know what, I'm going to, because I came from a very decide quickly, you you know, within five minutes, decide if something's going to, maybe that's an exaggeration, but five. quickly you mm-hmm. decide whether yeah. something's good or not. And then you decide, am I separating from this person? Are they good or are they bad? Mm. You know, and that that's that's a common style thing yeah, is that, yeah. you know, oh, for sure. there's only so many ideas. Like, I'll give you three ideas, but if we disagree on all three of them. You know, we're gonna. That's the the. Then we're out. You know, we have to stop relationship. And and I. So I was like, you know what? No, if we disagree or if something's new, let's sit with it. I can still love Christ in you, and we can love yeah. each other. We have these common kind of goals, uh, or not even goals. Just you're a human. Yeah, and you're yeah. part of my yeah, family. Humanity is important. I don't need to yeah. accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change. You just, I just, you're valuable as is. And, yeah. and if you start there, then you actually start realizing there's a lot of good ideas out there that you haven't yeah. thought of yet and, and, or different wording for it. Or. Yeah. I think that's a common thing that has to be, it's almost like a, a token, a coin. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a friendship, a community relationship, a marriage. Uh, there has to be that initial token of kindness and basic respect. Because where I've seen, you know, I've done marriage refereeing, <laughs> you know, when they, they've lost, they don't, they lost that coin. That coin is gone, and uh, they don't have a ba- like the very base respect yeah. for one another anymore, yeah. and they're doomed until they find that coin again. And um, and the same in our community, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if, if if you don't maintain that basic kindness, a basic respect for that person, then. Yeah, it, it, yeah the, the conversations are going to get hostile. Mm-hmm. Or or when you go into uh, the conflict and what is the those three stages of community? Pseudo-community, I think the th- second one was was uh, when after a conflict, there's the, the, kind of the cold wilderness area where we're avoiding one another. Right. We're trying to figure out, do we are we going to continue on in this relationship? Or are we going to go separate yeah. ways? And if you break through, then you get intentional community. Mm-hmm. Uh but you can't get through the the desert of post conflict with each other if you don't have that yeah. that initial coin, that initial token of kindness, and, and that's universal. You have to have that for you know 
it doesn't let you pick and choose. Right. You know, you have to do that with everybody. Well, I think that's one of the important things. So sort of going back to like the, the origin story, right? Genesis and like this idea of God breathing into, into Adam, right? Breathing into yeah. humanity. And so um, what that helps me, you know, today is when I see someone, you know, either if, if it's two people I know, like, you know, I know you two guys really well or a complete stranger, you know, at the grocery store. Uh, the same God breath is in you two, two guys I really yeah. love. And that same God breath is in the total stranger that I don't know at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and to, and I have to, you know, I'm, I'm a, I can be a selfish person. So I have to keep coming back to that, yeah. you know, and e- even more so with the person that cuts me off in line, right. Or cuts me off on in traffic or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, someone that disrupts my, my day, so to speak. And, yeah. and just keeping that, we're all human and that's the part that's important. Our humanity yeah. is the part that's important. And, you, yeah. and if you practice that, it, it does defeat alienation in your life mm-hmm. and isolation. I mean, I went to th- uh, three weeks in the hospital during COVID. So not one person in my family or friend, you know, friend circle could mm-hmm. visit me. Right, 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 right. But I did not feel, I, I didn't feel isolated or alienated. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating this point. It, because that practice has been mm-hmm. so ingrained in me now. Every person that came in the room, I felt a connection with. Mm-hmm. And there was a sense of, and I knew, you know, some of them I'm never going to see again. And some were weird. One nurse was like, oh, so you're a pastor. And I was like, no, well, yeah, whatever. She's <laughs> like, do you believe we're in the end times? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and she was like, we're in the end times. And I was like, okay, we're in the end times. <laughs> I said, maybe I'm in my end time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you my know, personal I think the time. world will go on. Uh, our sun will burn out uh, at some point. But, uh, and so, yeah, but, so, yeah, so you can go into a very difficult situation uh, where your life is, is threatened and you don't know anybody and find community there you can find that connection mm-hmm. it finds you actually it's, yeah, it, yeah. It, it it hunts you down and, and, it's and actually of, go ahead go ahead. it's kind of like a you know as you get older a lot of times you're we, we've noticed that people will have conflict and if and and if we and if you struggle with forgiveness uh you know and and, and one of the core parts of that forgiveness is that they have to acknowledge that i was right uh, mm-hmm. and that they were wrong and, you know, forgiveness mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. So then you start, so if your definition, so if you can't forgive, then you'll separate. And if you separate, then you'll be alone. So we were noticing how many older people in our families, yeah. in our, you know, just in, even in anybody's family, just stand, there's just a, an epidemic of elderly, lonely yeah. people. And, and there's usually those like, Hey, what happened to that, that those family friends that you had? Well, we had a falling out kind of thing. So, or you just chose to never be more than superficial so that you didn't have anything yeah. to have a fallout over. That's, that's an option. Um, but then you don't, that doesn't help with the closeness no. anyway. Uh, but, but then we notice that sometimes family will stick with you no matter what, like, you know what, you argue all the time, mm-hmm. fight all the time, but you'll still come back and say, well, no, your family. So then, we started looking at it and say, well, maybe the, the, the way you do it is you just extend the family. <laughs> you say, well, how big is this family? 
You know, it's oh, not just it's yeah. not just flesh. It's not just blood relatives. It's right. community. It's the people around you. And then eventually, you can say, you know what? It's the whole world. These are a family. I, I divorce. I, I can't divorce this person. I can't cut this. This is my father. This is my brother. Uh, you know, I'm gonna do whatever I can to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have, but I don't. It, we won't feel that we're right. We won't feel that you know the apologies won't be that you know, I agree that you were correct in that situation and that I was wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not going to hear that. I, yeah, I don't, it's never going to happen. I don't think maybe one time in my whole life. And it was because my wife was being nice to me and she felt, you know, she was like, I'll give him this one. <laughs> <laughs> you get this W, <laughs> but you know, she's, she's got a, a, you know, a grin on her face while she's doing it. So I don't think that even counted. So <laughs> the, um, the hospital example you just gave David, I'm, I'm interested so your practice in community, Greg, I've had a chance to witness that in your, uh, your dealings around business. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know if you could speak to that a little bit as far as practicing community in this way. Uh, how has that um, shaped your, your interactions in the quote unquote business world? It's all, it's all, it's all relationships in the end, right? Yeah. But I've seen people where they act very differently around their friend and family and they act very differently in business environments. Uh, I, you know, I haven't witnessed that with you. So I'm interested to know your practices in desert rain community, how that's shaped your outlook on business relationships. Well, you know, I guess it's, you know, you usually have your, have your things separated out. You have the family mm-hmm. and then you have your spiritual stuff that you do maybe on Sunday. And then you have your business stuff that you do and you have these, these separate worlds. So right. I think just the fact that we were blending our family with the spiritual thing. I mean, that was one of our goals where we we're like, gosh, you know, we spend a ton of effort to prep for a Sunday experience. Yeah. And then we would have a week of, you know, that it felt like a different world. And mm. we're like, what if we could make yeah. that the same world? What if we okay. could uh, reduce the amount of prep time, increase the amount of just doing it time, living time where, and we loved visiting with people and relating to people, hanging out, being hospitable. Uh, that, that was a way that we noticed sh- showed love to people, you know, just sharing bread with some, eat, sharing a meal with somebody would show them love. And we noticed, and we liked being a part of that. And we said, hey, you know, it'd be fun to do more of that. It'd be fun to pray with people, uh, be available. So if we reduce the prep time, we could have increased that. So, but to do that, your families came together and it meshed some things. So then mm-hmm. it probably forced us to rethink all the separations. So it wasn't a, it wasn't as difficult of a leap to say, you know what, our family and spiritual life are all week long. Okay. Uh, it's not just on a Sunday. So then that means on Monday, it's not necessarily have to be different at work either. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely harder to break through that wall. But, but you know what, if somebody's hurting at work, sharing a meal with them mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and praying for them uh, is generally accepted. I mean, if you're not trying to convert them or sell right, something right, to right. them or make them right. come, get them to come to your church, <laughs> if you're not trying to collect them, then generally people are like, of course you can pray for me. Yeah. Of co- you know, and I would love to eat lunch with you. And, and if you generally care about me, of course I want to 
hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it just, it, you know, the walls just kind of started separating and we're like, yeah, this is the way it should be. This is natural. Yeah. That's it's, it sounds so easy, yeah. but then, you know, <laughs> but then in practice, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's very unorthodox. Yeah. Caring for someone just for the yeah. sake of caring for them. Well, you have, yeah. The surrendering of your, all, you know, the natural tendency to change other people. Yeah. That is a huge thing. And so add religion to that. You know, now their their eternal souls are at stake too now. And so so that motivation is yeah. even. And so once you have that, and then you're just un, you're become an unnatural, almost antichrist in some ways. It becomes an antichrist. Uh you know, where where you uh in order to bring someone to, to Christ, you actually you know, they have to come to your church. Well, you actually hurt them. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking in larger um, Western missionaries going to, co- it was basically just colonization mm. of, of the empires of, of the British empire or the American. And, and we, you know, and we just ruined Africa in a lot of ways in the missionary zeal of trying to change other. Well, so to so do that on a personal level, that's hard to surrender your, tendency to try to change it really is especially if you're a you know a a pragmatic do you know yeah let's get it done you know there's value in doing things kind of thing and because you know and it'll generally start with a good heart you're like hey this has been beneficial to me Mm, i want to tell somebody else about this thing you know i mean it is just you know you've you've have a good experience with a dog and you're like, Hey, I want to have, I want to tell everybody about this good experience <laughs> yeah. that I've had with a dog. I'm not as lonely anymore. Yeah. And, and they're yeah. great. And, you know, so you're telling everybody about dogs and you're, you're selling the dog yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah. But you know, the reality is, is that the best thing, the best, the best way that that story would happen is you just enjoy your dog mm. and don't sell your dog. Just, mm-hmm enjoy being with your dog and and be comfortable with that and and people will be like hey that's a cute dog you guys look like you're having a great time and it, in my pragmatic way i've actually come around i at first it was so for me my little journey was yes there's things that are absolutely worth doing and, and people do need to hear mm-hmm, right. that there's hope when when they're feeling that there's not hope right that's absolutely a worthwhile thing to do but if you go out there needing to change them. Mm. And this was very personal for me because I did need to change them. I needed okay. to get my stars. I needed to, you know, I needed some <laughs> gold stars card on my card. Yeah, my yeah. life scorecard is a scorecard. Well, they, they drilled that into us. Yeah, so, I'm, you know, it's a scorecard. Yeah, in, in all of your school system, <laughs> yeah. you're graded on everything. Yeah. You can't just do intellectual right, right. work or value. You have to get yeah. a grade for it. So I f- subscribed to that wholeheartedly and was going to succeed. Yeah. So, ABC. you know, it's natural to switch that over into spiritual life and mm-hmm. say, all right, now I'm going to get a good grade in this. Yeah. And I need an A+. Plus. So Always to be do closing. that, you need to accomplish <laughs> something. You need to have something to show tangible. Mm-hmm. But the rea- but that's where the work, you know, the diversity was huge yeah. because David was researching and describing these ways. Okay, so David, tell me again. They sit, and and what did they do after they sit? What was the outcome? And it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a prayer about nothing. <laughs> like no, um, there was an. I'm sure there was an outcome. You know, there was. You know, and, and no, no outcomes. I was like, no, that's not. It's impossible. You know, how did they get to heaven with no outcomes? Yeah. What'd you so, do today? I got up and I went to work. There's a show. Yeah. That's a prayer. And it's just like you know that. But it. But but 
not, so my first statement was, oh, I'm going to tolerate it. You know, I mean, that was my mm. first work was tolerate Just Check that. it out. Yeah. And then sit in the space and then say, all right, well, I'm going to do, okay, I'm going to do work that does seem, it did hook me and say, you know what, there is value in sitting on the, on the lap of God and just being just being his belonging to him is a wow. work that is a value wow. and that makes my heart uh closer to him yeah. and and that's that's that so then so that's where i kind of hooked into that and then i said okay i started evaluating the effectiveness of urgently going and telling people and feeling like a salesman mm. versus relational and i started tying that even to in business uh, I started seeing how if you're trying really hard and you got to make a sale, you're probably not going to make a sale. Right. But if you're being who you are and you love what you have, like I love helping people with software problems. I legitimately do. Whether I was getting paid for it or not, I'm helping a grandma or I'm helping somebody with their phone or I'm getting paid to do it for a pro, you know. So I'm, right. so I'm very authentic in that. I love yeah. to help people. And I realized that's valuable and that is um, God can use that. He doesn't need me to be out there, uh, you know, stretching into a space that I am not. Mm. Uh, I can just be who I am. And that actually is more effective. Uh, mm. it, but I didn't get there to start with, but I, but I realized the actual effectiveness, if somebody is very comfortable with who they are, they're very, um, uh, you know, they're not trying to sell you that person is actually very effective at mm -hmm. communicating a message, but they're not trying to. They're, right. just, they're just being themselves. Yeah. So sitting on the lap of God and looking like you're being loved is actually very helpful to people who feel lonely. And you don't have to tell them that they're lonely. You don't have to tell them that they should, you know, come up here and sit with him. They'll, they'll naturally want to. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> and if they don't, then that's not part of the journey. You're actually not that good at yeah. making people change. Well, so it's funny because in the recovery world, we kind of cover two things there. They there's a they talk about early on when you first get sober and you first remove alcohol or drugs from your system, and your life gets a little bit better. You're gonna want to go out and tell everyone, hey. <laughs> Don't do drinking no yeah. more. You know, you want to go like, look how good my life is. And we actually warn like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And one of our traditions is literally um, attraction rather than promotion. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and that's, I've never heard it described so well. What you just described is attraction rather than promotion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it all, that golden thread of being your authentic self. Yeah is so uh yeah it's just incredible and, and i don't think i would have gotten there if it wasn't for the diversity in the group if i if i didn't if mm. i wasn't willing to sit through it because i was very performance oriented i would mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna go Outcomes. make it happen and um but i think that was actually some critical part of me was that it, it of my journey was just taking the time and learning how enjoyable it is to just belong, to mm. just be his. And then my natural desire to connect the dots for other people uh, became much more natural. It wasn't, I had to go do it. It mm -hmm. was just, I was accidentally doing it because I was just enjoying myself and my relationship with God. And, 
And that was just, you know, that attraction kind of thing. It made, um, but David was constantly challenging because I'm, I would be, you know, because I would drift. I would keep, I, my personality still tends to be that mm -hmm. way. I'll be like, okay, right. what are we doing today? It needs to be, there needs to be an outcome. And often the outcome is to just be. Be available. Or you were going to say something? Oh, uh, I was going to, so are, are you, would you say that with your business, attraction over promotion, does that, are, well, yeah, we've never we've never had business? a sales team for eighteen years. We've wow. never had a full time salesperson. Interesting. We we yeah. So I, I haven't really even thought about that. But yeah, we wow. uh, word of mouth. So that's not just for liberal someone arts has people a good like experience. Us. Someone has a good experience. <laughs> and, you know, and then someone has a good experience. You do well. You help somebody solve their software problem, and you build relationship with them. You actually care that their life is better because you you know worked with them yeah and that is crazy attractive i mean it's it's uh we, we're not being unauthentic we legitimately like yeah. our customers they're people that we want to we see christ's breath in them and we're like you know we want to serve them and we want to help them and and that they're going to tell their friends about it, about that. And then, you know, other business friends and then those other business friends like, Hey, I heard you could help us with this software. So that actually is still one of the most effective things that we can do in business. And they, and there's business books that say that now, and they probably have earlier. I just, you know, hadn't really yeah. read them, but we've kind of fell into that as being so much more effective than trying to send emails to somebody who's going to be like, oh, this is spam. I'm throwing it away. All right. Well, one of the things, and it kind of came up, a conversation we had, me and Marsha, either yesterday or the day before. And I think it speaks to this authenticity, but one of the things you shared with me was your teaching job. I can't remember the exact words you used, but it wasn't a holdover job to then becoming a full-time oh, yeah. pastor. Right. Like you loved teaching and both of those out, both being a teacher in a school and then being a pastor gave you yeah. both outlets of teaching. And so, um, and you said that was like in some circles, having a second job and not being a full-time pastor right, right, is yeah. looked down upon in some circles. Yeah. Oh, so maybe yeah. you could speak a little bit to that as far as your personal journey with the teaching and pastoring sort of being hand in hand of who you are authentically. Yeah. There's, so I was in my early twenties and I was being groomed to be put on the full-time staff at the, you know, at the mega church. And, uh, and it, uh, it was an, I, my first year, I started in the middle of a year and then I didn't sign my contract for the next year. For teaching or for, for me? teaching? Okay. Yeah. Because there was the talks of, you know, we were, they were going to bring us onto the staff, Marsha and I. I see. And at the 11th hour, so this is this is probably already near the very, like the last week of the school year, uh, I decided uh, I, I, I want to teach. Mm. And so I had a couple of people, you know, would come up to me and, and were, thought I was going astray, uh, mm. that I, was, I wasn't choosing God because I was going secular. That's what they would say, a secular job. That's, you know... Uh, and uh, I'm just so glad I did that, though. Right. Because uh, it, yeah. When you teach middle school human beings, they have an innate gift collectively 
to, they, they, they have a computer in their head and they look at you and then whatever insecurities that are so hit, well hidden that you've spent decades hiding, it, it will find it. Du, 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 and they will needle that insecurity. And so I spent, you know, 10 years. And then in high school, it's not as bad. But middle school, they, yeah. they just know. Although there's this guy named Brian in my first class. Let me just divert a little bit yeah, here. Absolutely. Uh, he, he, uh, I was 23 years old, 22. And, uh, and he said, Mr. You're, you're, you're going bald. And, uh, and he was just trying to, and so now I look, this kid is probably in his mid forties now. And I, I bet you he's bald and I'm not. <laughs> and I, you know, so Brian, you were a Celtics fan, probably went to Mowat high school. Yeah. In your face. So anyway, uh, no, but I, yeah, the te- yeah, I love to teach. It was hard. It was very difficult to, to pastor, you know, when the church got fairly large and, uh, you know, I was tired a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know I had heart issues at that time either. So I don't know how I was even functioning, you know. So Pumping by, blood through your veins. Yeah. I, I'm assuming him by my, that's what I have. That's the reason I had to leave teaching. Mm. I think my arteries were starting to get clogged up. And so I started having all these other issues. Um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> just, just, just you authentically being a teacher um, and how that informed not becoming yeah. a full-time pastor. I mean, it's not as pure as it sounds because both teaching and preaching really were outlets for me to my real secret desire, which was to be a, a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and so, and it just gave me the outlets for that, you know. It gave you an audience. Uh, and then when it finally happened, uh, somebody offered me a job to teach uh, driver's ed uh, at the comedy club. I actually got a job offer for that. And I chickened out immediately. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> That's too much pressure. I can't handle, I can't handle that can't kind of it. pressure. Oh, uh, and so we got a little bit of time here and I want, I want to circle back to something that was brought up in the first few minutes of the, of the conversation, but this, uh, having this Northern light, this Northern star of uh, similar principles, uh, the things that the things that you guys have in common that have been the glue uh, to stay in that place of, oh, I'll tolerate X, Y, and Z yeah. as we walk through yeah. that. And, and uh, so maybe David, you could start us off with, with, some of the things that you you have, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the between the two of you. We can obviously talk on that, but just just maybe even as Desert Rain as a whole of like what what are those things uh, that have those principles that have have been the the important foundation for the uh, what what we know to be Desert Rain today in in twenty twenty one. Or even, you know, it's going to be 2022 by the time this is released. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I think about Desert Rain. You mm. know what I mean? I don't I don't think about it, but maybe that's a problem. I, I don't I don't know. Uh but I, I would say I think if you spend decades trying to be accessed by the love of God, compassion, real compassion, trying to be an authentic person. In this world, uh, being a simple 
a simple person working his way across the galaxy, mm. so to speak. Just a simple man, as, 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 as yeah, Leonard Skinner would as say. Boba Fett said. <laughs> uh, I... Um, I think it, it does come down to if if I only our natural tendency is I, I I'm only going to relate to you on the things that we have in common. Mm. So what's that saying is you're only valuable to me to the point of where mm. you're like me. If you're a clone of me, almost right. And I see this in interfaith work. Okay, they'll they'll try to to neutralize the entire field. That's incredibly insulting to tell a, an evangelical Christian and a and a fundamentalist Muslim, who are the same people, by the way, but we won't get into that, uh, to tell me, oh, it's all the same God that you're praying to. Uh, it's incredibly insulting. So you're trying. So we're, what you're trying to do is say, you're only valuable to me unless you're like me and think like me. But you got to you got to take that next step, which is you're valuable to me because you're different, and I can learn from those differences. And we may never agree. Right. You know, I, I'm a you know I'm genetically uh Irish and so that means I, I'm Trinitarian. I, I can't help it. It's gonna be I will always believe see God as three in one. Right. It's right. not it's not a thing about where I, my eternal soul's on the and so I'm never gonna, you know, uh to a Muslim that's that's very offensive, you know, and to to the uh in Judaism as well, you know. Uh but we can still talk and and I can celebrate the difference of what they're of what they're saying. You know the the oneness of God. That's that's another side of the same coin, right? Yeah, and so absolutely. so so bring that from a. I just there I go. I went idealistic and philosophical, but bring it to if I only like you because we have the same opinions on everything, we, same uh, likes uh, of entertainment or whatever. Uh, then then at the core, what I'm saying is you're only valuable to me as long as you affirm who I am. Right. And, and so, and usually there'll be a fallout that you'll, you'll come to this. Yeah. It'll find you because there's something that you'll, and, and if you, and it'll, it'll really challenge your relationship because you're yeah. like, Oh no. Oh no. They're we a little bit different. We haven't celebrated. Yeah. We don't, we haven't learned at all about how to celebrate and be good with those differences, appreciate yeah. those differences. So then you'll, so it'll be, you'll have a reckoning and you'll, you'll decide to go, yeah, you know, okay, we must divorce, or because, uh, and I, for me, that's one of the things that I when I when I would like when I read like that thing in the you know in the Bible where it says you know God hates divorce. I don't think that He hates people who divorce. Right. I think He hates the damage that divorce does, which is that I must separate because we are different. Mm. Uh, we we can't reconcile, we can't forgive. And that's what I think that he's, and it's not that he hates it. You know, we always get those things wrong, I think, with, with God. We're like, oh, he's just, you know, picking things and he wants to have things that he loves and he hates. It's like, no, he loves us so much. He sees the damage. When we, separation, uh, divorce, uh, being unable to reconcile, unable to appreciate differences, it cre- it puts these people it puts us on a lonely path mm. and that's you know I, I i i see that with you know he's got a tear in his eye he's like i didn't want you to have to hurt like that son <laughs> and, and oh go ahead, go ahead yeah i had another thought on like in our case in our personalities uh with greg there on on take his to the worst 
extreme. He's he's a, an invader. He will he'll get in your face and he'll sit in these difficult conversations and will and I'm the opposite. So at my worst, I'm an avoider. You you leave I have no situation. problem not answering your phone call. Even if I like you, I may not pick up the phone. He got the call from the chiropractor that they had COVID. I didn't pick up the the line because I didn't know who it was. And so I didn't know that I got exposed to COVID. And uh and so uh so those are the two extremes, right? Right. Invasion and then uh, avoidance. And so you bring those together in the middle place, like Rumi said, uh, there, there's, a, there's a field out beyond right and being wrong. There's a field. I'll meet you in that middle field, mm-hmm. which is engagement, you know, positive engagement, loving engagement. Uh, I, I forgot where I was. Yeah. But yeah. And you and do you'll that. you see those it, differences, those, yeah. those things where I've learned... Like I, it's funny. I, I've actually qu- quoted you several times, saying, "You know what? Oh, Sometimes the best thing you can do is just give it some space, yeah. give it some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe God's right. going to resolve this. Uh, you don't have to rush to fix it because maybe yeah. you're not even equipped and ready yet to fix mm-hmm. that. You're yeah. maybe your mind. You haven't done your inner work to even be ready to fix this. Mm-hmm. So give it some time. That way, he would give that kind of, and I would be like, "Oh, that's." That's just because you're uh, you're, you're lazy. Avoiding, you're yeah. avoiding the issue. You're uh, you should never let the sun go down on your right, anger, David. Right. That's you know, <laughs> it's like you're, don't you know you're on the clock here. You've got an <laughs> I mean, outcome. We were taught that. Yeah. You've got to fix that today. Yeah. And you know, and there's some there's some value in yeah. doing things like right. that. But yeah. there's some great value in letting it sit. So I've actually seen that crazy helpful and i've actually gotten the credit people saying yeah greg that was really smart of you to say give it some time because it did resolve itself and well yeah thank you thank you it's really <laughs> that was that was brilliant it was like you know but that's totally foreign that wasn't me at all right uh but well, that was uh, yeah. part of us being in relationship uh and sitting through yeah. those and growing well together. and likewise there's been times where i was going to the opposite of i was doing that giving it too much space right and then and then greg would have to Say, look, you're in agony here. You're you're in suffering over this. You've got to uh, again go engage this person, or do you know uh, confront them, uh, engage them in a conversation because because the 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 giving it space is killing you at, mm. at this point, and that's so that, yeah, it's it's worked both ways, and it's beyond the healthy space. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a guy that went with a broken tooth for eight years. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it's it, this is fine. You know, I was just. Yeah, I can, that's the tolerance that I have. What's you know? the and meme with the guy that a, house is on fire? Yeah, that's me. Like, everything's uh, fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. It's all right. I can deal with this. And then, you know, and he's like, you look, go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And then when I do it, it's like, why didn't I do this <laughs> six <laughs> years ago? <laughs> I would have given it two years, but yeah. What? So, those, so those really are beautiful. That yeah. and, and so I, I, I'm not just giving lip service or trying to have a fun podcast. You know, right. say the right things. It really, I'm a much more well-rounded person. However, mm. you say, much, much more well. <laughs> I'm a. Uh, We're all more well-rounded over the decades here, and, and it and it <laughs> and it has payoffs a lot. I mean, I, there's a lot less conflicts. I mean, if you need outcomes, which I don't need them anymore, right? But if you need outcomes. Uh, I have very few conflicts that uh, eat at me mm. uh, because okay. I, I'm not an as much of an al- asshole. I don't. Uh, I can work with people. They don't have to have the outcomes that I expect. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I can enjoy people for who they are. I don't mm. have to change them. 
And, uh, and it's just, those are not things that I would have brought to the table. I, they would have been on the other end. Okay. I would have demanded people conform more yeah. and, you know, kind of thing. So it's a, I, I've, it's an accidental thing. I mean, yeah. I think it started with tolerance. We're like, okay. And even the tolerance wasn't really that like upfront. We're like, well, we're going to do this, st- these step-by-step things. It's, we kind of only had enough resources to try this yeah. once. So we threw ourselves in and then we were like, Oh crap, we can't move away from each yeah. other. We are stuck on this land. We kind of have to work this out and, um, and, and learn how to do this together. And that was, that's where I kind of come back to family. Like there's a family type of thing where it's like, you know, if you're a 14, 15 year old kid, you probably can't, separate from your brother so you're even though you're fighting you have to kind of so it builds this kind of thing where it's like okay we are gonna disagree but we have to come with some come way some way to work together Mm. so and then i think that was kind of a i'm not saying you should you should do that i mean it's just saying that's what we did that's how it ended up up where we had to and then it actually was really beneficial um yeah yeah that's i mean the the analogy i think of is you know they talk about back when people were sailing the seas and they would land on a piece of land and they would burn the, burn the boat. <laughs> burn the so boats. they had, so it had to work. Yeah. You know? And so it, it was Or almost, use the boats for houses. Yeah. Yeah. We'll strip the boat. Yeah. And that, now it's your house. Yeah. And, and so Which sort of the that pragmatic side, I'm kind of like that second one. I was like, yeah. that's a much better idea. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, and, and as we, we come closer to the end, Greg, I'm, I'm interested to hear sort of, the the principles or those northern stars you've witnessed uh, as a part of of desert rain and as a part of community that that uh, has has kept it um, yeah evolving. Yeah. You just yeah. you 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 talked about your own evolution, yeah. right? And and so the the principles on whole that that have helped that. I'll, I'll use a phrase often, and it's interesting. I use this phrase in every in business too we love people one at a time. Mm. And I think that's kind of a core thing that, that we've all kind of shared. We said, okay, well, cause there's different ways of attempting to love people. You can love people in a big group. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you can, and we've kind of always been drawn towards loving people one at a time. Like you really can only visit and talk with somebody, make somebody feel valuable in our experience. Yeah in in small settings Mm -hmm. it's it i tend to agree with that too so so that's probably a core thing that people are valuable exactly the way they are Mm -hmm. they that god loves them now he's not waiting to love them when they change Mm -hmm. right uh and um and and he wants to love us regardless of what we do uh if we are being good kids or bad kids, a father loves his his son even when he's completely screwing it all up. Mm-hmm. Right, you love them almost even more, and you're you know, and that's that's our father's heart for us. Our uh, he doesn't need me to accomplish things for him to love me, for me to get to enjoy his love, and those probably are deep-seated things and and any kind of actions that we produce or do are kind of just natural things of like i want to be with my dad Mm. my father in heaven i want to be with him 
I, I enjoy his presence and we're going to do this outreach where we're just loving people, giving people food or actually we like one thing we were doing, there was a food outreach that was happening. Um, okay. People who needed food, uh, they could come and go to this food bank and, and it would be distributed. And, and we noticed that it was just a long line. So we would come and just talk to people in the line. Mm. And that was the way we served. Just hang out. Yeah, yeah. While they were, you know, just so, cause it helped people not be grouchy, help them carry their groceries if mm -hmm. they didn't have the strength for it, or if they needed a chair, we would bring a chair and move, set the chair up so that they could sit down in the line um, and coffee. And then there was a couple of you know, a couple of people like Deanna are crazy organized. So she noticed that you could make the line go a lot faster. If you <laughs> yeah, had I believe organized. that. Yeah, so, so she did. She took so it she, over. So she jumped over into the line in a, you know, in a very nice way course, and say, Hey, yeah. can I open those bags ahead of time for you? So we can line up a few. And well, she was get, doing their paperwork too. I think. Yeah, I think She's so. Processing she noticed the that there was, yeah. So everybody's got different strengths, <laughs> yep. but it was just, and it goes back to that diversity yeah. of skills and yeah. ideas and outlooks and everything. I was the I, DJ. I played the Motown hits. I believe it. <laughs> I saw you peeking at your phone. Do you have a reading for us? Yeah. Would yeah. that be all right? Yeah. Let's, I mean, y'all out there could roll your eyes, I guess. But when I think of our friendship and just the years and years that have gone by, uh, yeah, uh, this poem, Ulysses, the end of it by Alf, uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson. Uh, just bear with me. So it's, it's Ulysses or Odysseus at the end of his life after he's gone through the Trojan War and mm -hmm. all these adventures on the ocean. And now he's looking out at the, the sun setting, you know, on his, on his life, right. basically. And, and so he, he remembers his friends. He lost all of his crew. They all died in the adventure. He was the only survivor from Ulysses by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Come, my friends. It's not too late to seek a newer world. For my purpose holds to sail beyond the sunset and the baths of all the Western stars until I die. It may be that the gulfs will wash us down. It may be that we will touch the happy isles and see the great Achilles whom we knew. Though much is taken, much abides. And though we are not now that strength which in old days moved heaven and earth, that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will, to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. I think that describes our <laughs> in elevated poetic language. <laughs> well, I, I think That's we nice. ended on that note. I think that was a good place Thank to... You. To park it to, to land the plane as they say it's fun to fun to hang out with you guys yeah yeah thank you conversation i love you guys thank you for making us talk Not, <laughs> yeah I, this, I, this <laughs> putting this all together speaking of you know you're talking about talking about software solutions and you loving that <laughs> and you talking about loving to get in front of people and teach and yeah. this uh, tell, having these conversations jokes, is 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 something i've I fell in love with over the last year. So thank you guys for helping me thank you. Uh, facilitate it. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that's all for this week's episode. Uh, drums you hear in the background. Thank you to Mr. Jacob Nedia uh, for those monkdrums.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about what we just talked about, Desert Rain Community, uh, theruined.com is a place to go for that. And uh, again, 
Thank you, Greg. Thank you, David. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, it was a blast. Yeah. Until we'll, next week. Mm-hmm.